The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, episode number 348. Tonight's show, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code. 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today. You can save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. And uh, remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great uh, articles and uh, and other podcasts, such as uh, the newest member of the uh, Belly Up Media Network, the New Era uh, New Era Sends podcast. Uh, to all everything uh, the Ottawa Senators for your your listening needs. And uh, thank you from all of us here at the fourteen twenty World Headquarters uh, for everything you, you guys listen to us every day and read all the articles on there. And we are joined tonight by newly publicized author. <laughs> and co-host of the fourteen twenty podcast, Dave Van Robes. Dave, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing okay. I, I would hardly call myself a publicized uh, thing. I've I've had some tweets retweeted. I've been in three lines free in the university newspaper, and that's and that's where about the public publication goes on well every dave every journey begins with a single step and I, I thought your 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 article was uh quite it wasn't long but it was quite an insightful i, I quite i got it that's it, who you are and it, it, you you got to the nuts and bolts of the thing i quite i, I quite got a kick out of that uh, the whole thing <laughs> i read it last night then put some pictures to it this morning for the uh, for the 1420 sports bar.com earlier on today so you know thanks very much for doing it, it was really good well, you're welcome. I uh, it's I'm, I'm here for the team, and 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 I asked what I could do to help. And you said, "How about putting something together?" So I'm going to try and make a, a regular habit of 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 contributing to our uh, our to endeavor. What we're putting out, yeah, to our endeavor. The uh, Dave, I was out uh, your neck of the woods. I think it was it was last night. I think it was yeah. On uh, I think what is it ninth? No, thirteenth half. Thirteenth half. Well, thirteenth Street. 13th street there and there's a there's somebody who really really likes christmas oh yeah that 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 big old house yeah Yeah. there's something going on there and i'm 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 a christmas guy myself i haven't i have not uh, heard the mariah thing yet it's a, a few days away from that all that all going on but man oh man that dude likes himself some christmas we're talking about the house with the train sitting up oh yeah things and that's been forever. That's been since before we moved here. They they got a team and and you know, I completely agree. If this is your thing and this is what you want to do, it's 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 ridiculous. It's over the top. It's 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 right, Chevy Chasey, uh Christmas vacation when it's all but said and not, done. not not as gaudy. Like it's it, there's there's some thought going into that. Oh, without a doubt. But when it's all done, said uh, like wait. Wait till it's all done and you drive by in the middle of the night. Like it's you know, like the neighbors cannot be too happy with that kind of shit coming through. Yeah, I, uh, like we we we. Uh, I'm usually around de- December one when we do stuff around uh, around World Headquarters here, and I, I like it's you see people here and there putting stuff up, and me and Deanne were talking about yesterday where we drove by uh, that place, and I was like. Hey, if, if that's the outside outside of your house, what's the inside look like? And like we all have our, our space inside our houses, right? 
And all of a sudden, if you you enclose that space, something you're not used to for 11 <laughs> of the year or 11 and a half months of the year, like when you put something up early, all of a sudden your space, it closes in on you. And all of a sudden you're bumping into this. You're not bumping it, but you know what I mean? Like you I, have I less have, space. You have less space because you all of a sudden there's a tree and there's this and there's that and there's the like and now the chair that used to be where the, the chair used to be here. Yeah. You had to put the trees there and the stereos there and the TV moves. Oh, and, yeah. Like when is the opportune time at the Van Robe slash King household to uh, put stuff up to make sure? Because you guys have been there a long time. So you probably have it down to a science by now, I would assume. Like when when, when is uh when does Kaylee say I'm doing it? And when does Dave say, okay, honey, we're doing it? First week in December, like it we are four, maybe five weeks where it's up. First week is December, last week of uh I mean uh and first week of January. Like it we've taken shit down before New Year's Day before. You know, if we're all home and nothing to do, let's rip this shit down. Well, we're orthodox here, so we keep it up till the, the uh, at least the eighth of eighth of January. It's one of those things that's always been one of those one of those things. Hey, how was your anniversary dinner? The anniversary dinner was nice. We went to tacos made in Mexico. Yeah, it was it was good, not great, and I'll leave it at that. But uh, we, uh, it was it was a night away, just the wife and I. One of us still getting over this fucking head cold, and so. Uh, we had it. We had a nice evening together. Yeah. No, I, I felt something kind of getting a little growly uh, in my head yesterday as well, and everything. It just uh, it was an odd. Uh, yeah, this is what. Uh, let's. It might be cold, but it might not. I don't know. But uh, just something not uh, not. I haven't been one hundred percent pure in about a week and a half. Yeah, I'm around the same. I just cannot clear my sinuses. I am a snot factor. If we could ever find something that uh, snot can help the world with, I got a lot of it. So I'll I've, give it to you. I've always been amazed once a person gets a cold, how much mucus and snot the human body can produce. It's unbelievable to me. It is unbelievable. Like, I must have blown 30, 40 like, snot. I, I don't, I don't lose a pound, but there's just a constant fucking volcano of lava coming out of my snout. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you know, it, it, it's like wallpaper paste. Like, there, there's got to be a use for this kind of stuff. <laughs> like, you can use it for glue. Dave, uh, it, we all knew it was happening. No matter what, it was going to come come down to. It was announced uh, earlier in the this this uh, before the baseball season started that the Oakland A's were going to be uh, looking for different pastures, and uh, then it came out mid season that Las Vegas <coughs> was the uh, the destination of choice, and a lot of stuff went on behind the scenes. We won't bore people with that, but it was announced today that the uh, all the uh, Major League Baseball owners approved the sale. Uh, or the, the 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 relocation, sorry, the relocation of the uh, Oakland A's to Las Vegas. Uh, shortly thereafter, the owner—I don't want to even—I don't know what his name is. I don't care what his name is. He sent out a a, a, a quote unquote heartfelt uh, message uh, email to the fans of the Oakland A's. Because I I still get those emails because I bought Oakland A's tickets on OaklandA's.com many years ago, and I got the I got the update that came through there. I've tried to cancel it numerous times. It doesn't go away. But um, is the re- a relocation like this, it can't be good for professional sports for smaller markets? Not at all. Um, because, you know, all the, like the baseball owners, I think they, 
they're they're okay with it even though i don't understand why they're not charging them a relocation fee that should be a couple hundred million dollars because that was de-incentivize a guy to tank his team like he did in oakland to move it to las vegas like it's whatever like las vegas i i think you read the same article i did where las vegas is the 40th um tv market size in the u.s and you're moving away from oakland which is top 10 don't make sense and then you know there was money on the table for him to contribute and make her an arena in in oakland and he said no and now he just so he shit cans his team and moves it to vegas and the only reason owners might want to do that is so now oakland is a place so when it's time to hold a gun to the local tax um base in their state slash city that well then we're just going to move to oakland and take the deal that tight fist never took and when he moved to vegas the thing i hate about it so much is that it, it, yeah oakland they, they they did have some lean years and they they always have like even even when they're in their glory years they weren't packing the place and they played in, in an awful stadium and they they never gave uh the, the fans a reason to climb around it and there were there was times when the oakland days were really good and <clears> there, was, <throat> there was still no one in the building and i get it because i've been to oakland a few times and the place is uh it's it's a dump but you know what it was it was their dump the guy the, the owner never ever once tried to do anything more than put lipstick on a pig with that stadium and that's something that bothers me a lot is that this guy owns a major a, a professional franchise and never ever once really was what treated it as a professional franchise and to, to be able to just cash checks the way he was doing for a lot of years and then uh, you get some great talent like you, you look over over to just like the, the years you go back to the like those those 2000 teams the money ball years where all those guys who were part of that money ball team the giambis the the Mulder, the, the hudson the on and on it goes and uh, you, you look back at ricky anderson how many times he came and went um they never Oakland, I don't think ever really tried to be the, the Oakland did, but the Oakland A's franchise never really tried to be big. No, after uh, after the McGuire and and Conseco years, no, that was the last time because they were they were super good and powerful there for a good five year stretch, like with Ricky, with uh, Mark McGuire, with Jose Conseco. Um, Dave Stewart, Stewart Dan and on it went. Yeah, uh, Rick Honeycutt, I believe, was on that stuff. He was there or, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like they were, they were really good, and they were there all. They, I think, they played in two or three World Series. They're, they lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Cincinnati. They, beat, they lost to. They, they lost the Jays in the ALCS. Uh, they they beat San Fran in the earthquake year in the earthquake eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so they were there all the time. But but you're right. After that, they didn't give a shit. And, and, and the owner, like, I don't – I would like to know why owners would let him move because they're revenue sharing with him already because he's a have-not because of blah, blah, and, and, and shitty fans and stuff like that. And now move to the shittiest – the smallest TV market with the smallest barn. So all you're doing is you're going to be literally forking over more money to this asshole who left because uh, the the city wouldn't build him an arena. And now it's it's coming out of your pocket. 
your the other 27 owners. It's coming out of your pocket. I don't understand the logic of this entire thing, letting guy letting a guy take a complete pass for running a shit franchise. You look at how Vegas, the Golden, the Golden Knights have been successful because they 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 had an owner that went out to win, and they went and went one right now, and they had and they circumvented some rules, and they found the uh, uh, GM Kelly McCrimmon of Brandon Wheat King's fame. He figured some things out and that and went behind the behind the behind closed doors, not behind closed doors, but he knew some ins and outs and figured things out. Your movie, your so the the Golden Knights were successful from day one. Because of, because of the way the expansion draft happened, they got some good players in. Uh, uh, Mark Andre Fleury, I was almost said Theron Fleury. Thank God he wasn't there, because then who knows what, how it would have went. But you had Mark Andre Fleury as the face of the franchise. Now you you're moving a uh, Oakland A's team to a city that uh, it hasn't had a history uh, of uh, a long. A, a, Along illustrious baseball history, now you're moving them. You move an Oakland A's team who's downright terrible, like actually terrible. And so, who's going to be the guy they're going to put on the billboards? And like, is now you have a team that's not going to win in the foreseeable future because I think they're 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 in Oakland next year and probably the year after. And who knows how that's going to turn out with the building? I actually think they're playing in Vegas's AAA, like in the AAA bar. Not next year, the year after. I think, yeah. Oh, so they got one more year in one more year. In I, I believe I could be wrong, hundred percent. If, if I'm wrong, you, you guys can at me on that. But you, you, you don't have anybody right now. Like the Golden Knights had Flurry, and they were highly successful. Went to the finals in their first year, and then football's football. And then the the the, the 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 Oakland Raiders moved to Las Vegas as well. And but Raiders fans can travel <laughs> one one day a week. They can jump on a. A Legion Airlines go from LAX for for the the old LA Raiders fans, or from Oakland, and they, they can be in 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 LA, hop back on a bird and go home, or stay in Vegas for a weekend. So you already had that built-in fan base with with those two teams, and Vegas is a tourist destination. But people who like baseball, they don't travel to watch a bad team and i can't see people in like oakland A's fans oakland A's fans weren't traveling across the city to watch the oakland days they aren't traveling to vegas to watch the oakland days is this going to be an absolute train wreck i don't understand how it can't be because you know the 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 golden knights they have that thing middle of winter cold cold weather cities hey let's uh the the buffalo sabers are there for on a cold thursday night yeah, let's let's fly out Thursday morning. Fly home on uh, watch the watch the Sabers. Come home on uh, Sunday afternoon, right? Like it's it's perfect for for hockey because it's it's in the middle of winter. Same with football. There's a, a there's only eight games, and I would say always a third of that stadium is visiting visiting teams, whether it be AFC West or whether it be whoever like Green Bay or whatever. Who doesn't want to? Go to Vegas and make a weekend with the boys to to watch their their team on the road. It, it's a blast. Middle of summer, outdoors for now eighty one games. <laughs> Who's gonna do that? Like, who the fuck is gonna do that? Why, if you're like so so now they're in the the AL West, right? Oh, excuse me. Like what? <laughs> Who's going to go and watch a game outdoors, which is from the article I read, they're going to be playing in an outdoor stadium for at least three years in Vegas. Who's going to want to sit outside in Vegas in the middle of July and August? 
Deanna and I went we were in Vegas. I can't remember what year it was. 2017, I think. <laughs> there for, I, think it was a, I think it was a, uh, a uh, mom <laughs> concert. I think it was. We were down there and some things going on, whatever. We went to the Las Vegas uh, minor league team, went and watched them play, and it was hot. Like it was hot, like and it was uncomfortable. Like, and I'm not one to shy away from the heat, but it was hot and gross, and it was not a good a good situation at all. And how they they, they expect to put to to, to like to break even? You got to be putting. I don't, I don't say break even. I don't know the finances how it all works, but to 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 break even, if you're only getting eight thousand people in the thirty thousand seat uh building at the best of times once the see the, the, the other building is done but people aren't going to watch people don't people don't go to baseball games in general when the teams aren't very good let alone a team you don't that, that you don't have any ties to like it's just one of those things i the the people of las vegas i don't know where this fan base is coming from but the people that live in vegas they they don't want to be outside in the summer. Like, that's all there is to it. And I don't... I don't know how they're going to sell tickets to anybody. Yeah, and, and like, and that's just the thing with me, with me and you sitting here. It's it's odd that we see that from here in our in our, our golden perches here in, in southern Alberta. We're like, yeah, it's, it's not going to work. But, like, there's got to be somebody who thinks it's going to. Like, and that's the thing that that confuses me. And no one's really said anything. Like, no one's been overly. That um, yes, every major league owner agreed to it, but no, no one's been overly like. Here's the pros for this. Like nobody. Like Oakland's been around for a long time, and they were they they won some World Series back in the seventies. Reggie Jackson, Vita Blue, and and who else is on those teams back in the day? And, and the like you said, like we talked earlier with Ricky Anderson and Jose Canseco, and then on and on it goes. And they they licked the jar every year, and they've had some great like Billy Bean in the Moneyball eras and everything else. They they've licked the jar a lot, but you're not going. I I, I don't think you're going to get. You're not going to get Joe Baseball guy. Because Vegas is not a transient town, but it's a transient town. Like you're not going to get a guy who moved from Chicago, who's now working in Margaritaville in the Flamingo, to go to a fucking baseball game in the de- in the dead of summer. You're, you're just not. I, I think this is, a, this is a huge, huge miss on Major League Baseball's behalf. I, I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why they all think it's okay. Like it was it that bad in Oakland? The everybody and like like I I didn't read one thing that that had a flattering word about that stadium they were playing in, and and I think that was everybody admitted that all the players, the owners, everything. Oh, and now just and now the it's area just was became, awful. It's all awful. It's awful. And then from what I understand, there was a proposal on the table table that the owner walked away from, where the city was going to give considerable breaks to build a good stadium in downtown Oakland, which would be the thing because, you know, Oakland has a reputation of being a pretty rough town, but at the end of the day, every huge city of, of a million plus people has people with a, a lot of area. money. Well, and they also have a, a trendy area, which is apparently where this new stadium was going to be where the money is. And, you know, San Fran has some rough areas. Los Angeles has some rough areas. But you put that stadium in the right part of town, and it's going to start 
making a shit ton of money. And, and, and I don't know what area of Las Vegas, like, I don't care if Las Vegas was number 10 on the TV market. Who in their right mind is going to sit outside in the middle of July in Vegas to watch a full, uh, hockey? Uh, yeah, like I said, they, like that day, like I, I said, me, me and Deanne went to the minor league game. That's a 57, <laughs> I think it was. And it was it was uncomfortably hot, and it and it was a two in the afternoon game, and it was like it was hot, like and I, I I'm a I'm a sun worshiper. I I don't mind the sun at all, and it was fucking grotesquely hot. And I I don't know what their plan is. They're going to lose a bunch of money. Like if you I didn't read the the entire article or if they're going to be playing in in uh, Vegas this upcoming season or uh, they're going to wait till the new, new building's ready but the new building hasn't even uh, broke ground yet so they're you're three ways away, you're three years away from ending, ending being a major capacity so then here's another point that, that I want to bring up Dave if you're three ways three years away from being a playing in a major league facility what are you going to have for free agents like what do you what who who's going to go there as a free agent? Say yeah, I'll go to Vegas uh, and play in the minor leagues in front of nobody because half the fun of playing playing professional baseball, well, one is uh, the great big paychecks, but who in their fucking right mind as an athlete is going to go? I'm going to spend the the height of my career playing in a minor league ballpark when I've already done that for three or four years. I've been in the big leagues for for, for five years. Why the fuck would I go and play in front of nobody? Because half the fun, because every athlete's an, an egomaniac and they want to pat in the back and have people watching them. Because that, that's half the fun of it. Like let's not kid ourselves. What fucking free agent is going to in the next three years is going to sign? With the with the Oakland slash Las Vegas A's to go and play in front of in front of nobody, nobody, well, not one. How, so, how so the team is inherently going to be worse when the new building's open. How is that different than the way Oakland A's have been running things so in Oakland, them. right? So just just leave them there, and and the only reason I can, I can see that the owners voted to to let this guy move his franchise to. Aside from the state, well, like this this new stadium, I think only holds twenty six thousand seats. I thought thirty three, so, but yeah, same thing. But nonetheless, it's, like, it's going to be the smallest. It's going to be the smallest, the smallest building in Major League Baseball. It's going to be a seating capacity wise. It, it's going to be a big hockey barn, right? That's that's essentially. Yeah, what if it you is. put that in perspective, like the I think the Montreal uh, the Bell Center sees twenty two thousand for hockey, right? So. And like and there's three thousand no, isn't big for a baseball field. It's not. There's no way the Las Vegas A's are going to be drawing uh, twenty three thousand people a game. Impossible. No. And so the only reason the owners have done this is to open up the possibility for another owner to say, "Okay, like I'm going to leave too." Like they did it, and they went to a shitty, and they're making it work. But they're not going to wait, make it work, and. And maybe the owners just want to have a smaller pie so they don't have to play the pay- players that much. I really do think baseball owners are the most petty of them all. And and at the end of the day, they're just going to be revenue sharing with Las Vegas, even more so than when it was Oakland. Like, once again, I, I would love to see that contract. Like, you have to spend X number of on salary. This is how much you have to spend before you get uh, any equalization payments or or revenue sharing. It's it's gross that this guy shouldn't have a penalty of of 
shit canning his own team over the past 10 years and then get to move it to where he wants to move it to get more welfare money from other owners. It's absolute fucking And not garbage. just welfare money from other owners, but getting getting money from from other communities and other taxpayers' dollars who don't give a fuck. So now now, now you put on a on a on a on a group of people and like we're less like a political here, but let's get a political here. You, now now you have people in in the whatever Cook County or the fuck it is they're out there in Las Vegas. Now they're on the hook because this cocksucker wanted to move and he didn't he wasn't getting the the deal he wanted somewhere else. So now this guy is gonna have other taxpayers that he doesn't give a fuck about this guy is going to have other taxpayers paying for a stadium that he does he's not paying a dollar for it's it's it smells a high heaven to me it's 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 gross it's absolutely gross yeah and and uh, i like you like we said i don't understand where the local fan base is going to come from they i can't believe they would have more than twelve thousand season ticket holders like who? Who in their right fucking mind is gonna sit outside in August in Vegas? Anything. The new building is going to have a roof on it, but even then, like when like people like I, I've I've been to Vegas like a, a number of times, and yeah, <clears> yeah, like I said, you have guys from people from Chicago, Cincinnati, fucking L.A., wherever. <laughs> if you're a fan of, especially, and baseball is one of those one of those um, baseball is one of those sports that if. Uh, you're a fan of a team. You don't just switch allegiances because there's a new, new, a new team in your town. Like when you, if you move to a new town, you still put your Cubs hat on when wherever town you're living in. Like it's not like you, you, you just can, can, can just transition and because ba- baseball is such a traditional sport, and like dads and grandpas and and now we're getting into the now we're getting into great grandpas that my great grandpa was a fan of the Cubs, so I'm not a fan of the Cubs. So guys aren't. Also, you're not put on a Las Vegas A's hat because it's in your fucking city. You're just not. You're not. And it's and it's not going to be like um, the Raiders or the the Golden Knights, where it's like you know if you're a, if you're a Cubs fan or a or a Yankees fan, and it's uh, ninety degrees in August in New York, you're not coming to escape to the hundred and ten degrees in Vegas. Right, like I got AC here, and now I'm gonna travel in this heat and and and, and like in cattle and go there. Like, fuck, it's not gonna be the road draw. It is that the Knights and and the Raiders are. No, I, it's not like it's not like in, like Edmonton here, like where, where we are in Calgary, like the, the two Alberta teams. They, they, they take, take like you said earlier on. You're getting that weekend away. On a Saturday night, yeah, we'll take a weekend from, from Edmonton. We'll play Edmonton and the travel companies. Everything else is making money. Right, Tra- the travellady.com, wherever the fuck, is saying, yeah, we have these travel packages ready to go. Edmonton, uh, watch the Edmonton uh, Oilers play the Vegas Golden Knights on a Saturday night in in uh, in j- January. Sign me the fuck up. I get out of the cold. Not that it's 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 warm ish, uh, it, but it's nice, right? It's not not it's not forty below in Edmonton in Vegas in January, right? So there's there's tours available. You ain't getting the fucking tour buses and the tour planes, everything. You're you're, you're just not like it, it's it's such a swing and a miss baseball term. There, it's such a swing and a miss that I don't know why I, that me and you. And I'm sure we're not the only ones, but how me and you are the only ones who fucking see it? I I just don't understand it. 
And then as an owner, a lot of these uh, owners, when they when they get their stadium deals, they start to, uh, developing the entertainment district. Like uh, you talk about Wrigleyville, how cool that is. Well, um, apparently- you talk in San Francisco when they when they built Pac Bell Park, whatever it's called now, AT and T. That that place was desolate there. Now it is a thri- it's thriving. It is fant. I've been there two or three times. It is fantastic. Vegas already has that, so that owner can't make money <laughs> off. That's the fucking town. There is no secondary entertainment district. The, the, the goddamn I heard town. Where the, where the old where the old Tropicana is, that's where they're going to do it. Right across the MGM, so it's busy. Right across yep. is fucking Excalibur, so it's already busy. Right across the other side is New York, New York, so it's already busy. You're not no one's benefiting from the, this team going there. Nobody. No like, nobody. nobody. In fact, I I, I got to believe the casinos would be might, might be even a little bit pissed because it's drawing people away from the tables, right? Like put that someplace else because we want people going to shows and and sitting at the tables. They're not spending money at our fucking business. Um, I, I, I don't understand. And, and summers and lean years, anyways. We want them inside in air conditioned comfort, sipping on uh, margaritas and playing mahjong. Yeah. Is they like like this is the first one that like in our in like there's been a, f- a few teams in, in our in our uh, recent history. You look at the Winnipeg Jets; they moved to uh, Phoenix, and that was a bit of a backhanded deal. It probably didn't need to happen because look how it turned out in Phoenix, and the Montreal Expos moved to Washington eventually. And uh, is this going to because money has gotten so, and I fucking hate it. Money has gotten so grotesque in the world of professional sports is this the last time we're going to see this happen and what's one team you can think that might be looking to you know maybe i can move over here and the owner might make a little bit more money because uh, I, I i actually hate i hate i i hate it's every fucking time we, we get together on mondays and and thursdays here in the 1420 sports bar podcast money comes up and i hate it because but but it's it's so massive and these owners have so much money and there's such a disparity between the haves and the haves nots throughout the world it, like is there going to be another team that you can see in your head that goes you know what i can pull this shit to but the, the first thing that comes to mind is is Tampa Bay, but apparently they got a new deal uh, to rebuild a stadium, but in the same spot. Like, so I don't know who has sway there. It doesn't make sense to me how they draw so bad, even though they're competitive, and they have not good attendance. They don't have a rabid fan base, and and they get to stay there. Um, this summer I read an article. I, I want to say it was either it was a team that actually surprised me. It was like Milwaukee, I believe, was actually I read starting, that, yeah. was actually starting to saber rattle because they wanted to build a new stadium because they're not happy with. And that place was thirty, not even thirty years old. No, I don't think it's. I I think it's right around the same kind of time frame as that that Pittsburgh uh, park that everybody brags about. But you know, when a, when an owner wants a new barn and and uh, and they're not getting the deal they want from the state or the or the or the the city council, that's that's what you do. You threaten to move. Like fucking beat it, fucking beat it. Because what are you going to do there? Like you're moving and and then it shows you how little the owners care. Because let's pretend the owner of Milwaukee wants to move to Salt Lake City. Really, you're bringing your fan base? Like there's some fan base there. None. 
I'm glad I'm glad you brought those ones up because for forever, like I'm a bit fucking baseball dork, fucking there's, there's no getting around that. Like forever. There's always been a relocation to Portland. It's never happened. Because why? Because the fans wouldn't care. Yeah. Like, forever, Portland. Portland's gonna get, gonna get a baseball team. No, they're not. No, they're not. Like it, send, send Milwaukee to Portland. No one's gonna go. Baseball is, and we we talked about this a thousand times. Baseball is such a regional sport, and their fan base is built in. It's built in. Like the Jays are lucky that they're in Canada because in 1978, when they were their, their inaugural season, that was a built-in fan base. Like you, yes. you, you had at that point it was 25 million people, whatever the the the, the population of our country is now. That's it's a built-in fan base. You are not moving a major league baseball team anywhere and building a fan base you're, you're just not you're not you're not i have no idea unless they actually go to mexico like mexico city i can see that's what it, that that would be the place i would want to move to but i'm sure someone's tried to, to mention that because then you would have a built-in fan base and you would have a rabid fan base and then it's not that far away it's not it's it's, it's like flying to winnipeg but is it, it Sorry, go ahead. Actually, I'm glad you brought this good segue. I'm, I'm glad you brought Winnipeg up. Winnipeg's having some some attendance troubles right now. Eleven thousand people a night, not going so well. There's and there's some. I, I read a lot of stuff on this with the with the, with the Jets, their ownership group, and people during COVID they found some different things to do, and then money it's tight and everything else, and the team didn't win. Uh, like Nash and Winnipeg moved from Atlanta, and they lost to the loss of Jets to arizona back in 1990 fucking uh, 96 or 97 i think it was like is it a, is there a chance you think that the jets could leave winnipeg again um i'm not saying it's impossible but i will say this the owner is committed to keep that team in winnipeg and the owner's a billionaire um he doesn't i don't well, billionaires I, like money right that's how they become billionaires that is how they become billionaires and you know maybe he's doing it for the write-off i do not know because he didn't have to if he was if he was looking to make more money in sports he would not have brought that team back to winnipeg there's there's no way like he would have done something else if if that was his primary concern was to make money through a, a hockey franchise never say never but I can't, I can't see Winnipeg moving. I like and, and I still don't know what the fuck they're going to do with this Arizona franchise. They still don't have a solution. They're playing in a three thousand seat arena. It's well, it's, 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 it's forty five hundred. Yeah, it's, it's not massive. Like it's it's a sports. It's just, just a yes. It's just a novelty act now. Like come and see like the novelty act, and and that's what we're doing here. We're talking about possibly moving, relocating Winnipeg, which. I get it. It doesn't make as much money. And like, if you know, we were just, I was just saying how Las Vegas is the 40th um, size TV market in the States. Where does Winnipeg sits? Like we're looking like they're the 40th fucking TV market in Canada, <laughs> let alone fucking United States. Yeah. No shit. Like, I don't know anybody that might have, like, I don't even know if you can call that a media market, but nonetheless, um, Where was I? I was I was bitching about Arizona, wasn't I? Like what? Like what are you gonna do with that team? Like, like have a fucking clue. 
I, 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 I just the other owners. There, there has to come a point when the other other owners say, "I am sick and fucking tired of writing welfare checks to these owners." Like well, that goddamn team. That's a that's a good point, Dave. Like you, you fucking look at like how much uh, over the years, how much revenue sharing money the Yankees and like it, I'm not a obviously I'm a Yankee fan, and it's ridiculous the money they spend on on just just their payroll. But you think about the amount of money that fucking the Steinbrenners have been putting out year after year after year to every fucking team, and wouldn't you think how be like you know what enough's enough, man? Like fuck off. Like you shouldn't be able to make money when your team stinks. Like you yeah, shouldn't like, be I, able to. Like I'm, I'm paying more, which is it's 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 a Yankee thing. Obviously, it's it's more their problem than the other teams. I'm paying more for two to three players than you're paying for your entire fucking roster. Like, wouldn't you think that the the, the heavy hitters at these ownership meetings, at these these owners meetings, just just went on last week? Wouldn't you think? Okay, listen, enough's enough, man. Yes, I'm still making money, but I want to make more. And why am I giving you money to not even try? Because Oakland didn't even try. Didn't even try. Didn't even try and came and asked, like, if you guys can move, uh, vote so we can move to a fucking smaller market where we have no fan base and we have no chance of drawing fans. And a sellout is 30000 so like, like, is there I, any say that like I, I'm gonna I should have wrote that down. Say that again. You have no chance with sellout. Go ahead. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Well, like, so you so you're paying me to you're you're allowing me to move to a smaller TV market with no fan base and on best like a sellout's only thirty thousand people. Like, how the fuck am I gonna contribute to your war chest? You're not. Your war chest is gonna help me because I'm not getting thirty thousand. I'm going to get 8,000 and I'm going to be cashing checks with your name on it. Fucking hell. So that's unbelievable. What no, it, and it, in, it, you it know, what? sounds good to me. I'll, I'll vote. You can move. I'll vote. You can move. Like I, I don't, I don't fucking get it. These guys, like we always say, they became billionaires one way or another. And it's because they like money and they know how to make money. But then why are they fucking propping up other billionaires by running a, a fucking shitty side business, right? Like, I, I think we, we first talked about this back when the rumors first came out. We'll get off this <laughs> in, in, in this segment in a second here, but I think we talked about it a while ago when it first came out that the A's were planning moving to Vegas, and we were both like, "Okay, that's fine, one hundred percent." But Joey, the owner, you can't own this team anymore. You have to sell this team, sell the franchise to somebody else because you obviously couldn't make it work. We're not going to give you a second chance for being a failure. Because when you're when you're a friend, if you own a McDonald's, McDonald's isn't going to give you a, a fucking second chance on scenic drive. If you fucked up that one, they're not giving you a chance on that. Like, oh well, we'll try again. So, wh- like, why Major League Baseball didn't say? You can profit off because you, you, you're the guy who invested in the team. You're the guy who paid the money originally to buy it. But you know what? It's still a franchise, and you failed. Take your take your 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 gain your your plus or minuses, and get the fuck out because you failed as an owner. You couldn't make it in a place that, that we 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 thought you could, that you said you could, and you didn't do it. So you know what? Fuck off and stay fucked off. 
At, at absolute minimum, minimum of a fairly punitive relocation fee. If this is such a better place, you're going to want to come up with $600 million. Or we're not going to give you any equalization payments for 10 years. Like, get your own fucking skin in the game here, asshole. As opposed to walking around putting your hand in my pocket at owners' meetings. Get fucked. You fucked this team, right? You know, I, I, I get it. All these, uh, most 90% of these stadiums are, are paid for by city, state money. But if you can't work your own deal, like, don't expect me to get off my wallet so you can fucking move your shit ass team to a and, shit ass. Yeah, it city. costs him money. I get it. But I, 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 I'm not a, an accountant by any means. Uh, but I'm going to guarantee you, wherever this fucking guy in Oakland is, he didn't lose money. Right. You know, make it work then. Make it work. I'll vote for you, but you make it work. You don't get one fucking thin dime of of equalization payments for 10 years. Because yeah. if this is a bitter market, fucking prove it. Make it work on your own. Make it work on your I've own. I've been giving you a lot of money years. for a lot of years because I don't think you people bet, understand. Yeah. Like, yeah, yes, the Yankees and the Magic, <clears throat> they make a lot of money. They spend a lot of money. I, I, I get that. But people don't get that not every fucking hat that gets sold, not every jersey gets sold, not everything that they get sold on MLB.com that goes to the big teams goes to the big teams. That gets split around every fucking team. Every team. Like the Yankees sell 10, 10 million hats a year. The Yankees don't make every penny off those 10 million hats. That, gets, gets, that gets divided by 30. It gets divided up 30 even yeah. fucking ways. So these fucking guys who do absolutely nothing to make their teams better are getting nothing but paychecks. And then this cocksucker gets to fucking move to Vegas because it might be better. What if it's not? It gets to move I, again. Where's he going next? I, fucking Tempe? Where's he going next? See, fucking. Yeah. Uh, I don't see how it's going to be better. Yeah. Well, you can't go to Tempe. But yeah, like Salt Lake City is, is the name I'm hearing all the time. Right. So I don't know. Fucking loser. Salt Lake and loser. fucking Salt Lake and Portland forever there's a reason why they haven't went to salt lake and portland forever because you know what it's not gonna fucking work they've because been talking about guys, doesn't care yeah dave we we we've been around a long time the calgary Cannons used to be on two and seven tv with the portland beavers wasn't that it the portland beavers they talked about these would be great major league baseball cities this was 35 years ago 40 years ago they were talking about those guys being major league major league baseball teams major league baseball cities you know what they're still not because you know why they're not simple there's only this many cities who can have major league baseball teams, and for Vegas, for, for this kind of thing, Vegas is going to work. It's not. It's 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 going to be worse. It's going to be actually worse. Yeah, I don't see how I don't see how Vegas is going to work. I simply don't. There's like even with a covered stadium, people aren't going to Vegas in the summer to go to a goddamn baseball game. Not for one second. Zero chance. Zero you might chance. Get, you might get the odd boost for the Cubs for one weekend. You might get the odd boost for the Yankees for a weekend. You might get the Toronto boost for a weekend. But you ain't getting people from fucking Arizona because you ain't getting people from fucking. Uh, who's you ain't that? getting season ticket holders. Okay, here it is. Right? In, in, in the division, people from fucking Texas aren't going. People from Houston aren't going because it's just hot down there. Why, why, why the fuck do you go to Vegas? It's more expensive. <laughs> yeah and you don't have season seats yep unless the, unless the wife wants to go to the celine dion show i don't know like i honestly don't know i have no idea what the draw is to go to vegas in the middle of summer have you ever seen celine dion in concert no 
I did once. I was, ni- 1994. There on was purpose? A, uh, no, no, no. What happened was, is there was a, uh, it was a thing called, uh, it was a Canadian, every Canadian band you could absolutely imagine was playing in that place outside of High River. Uh, oh, another roadside attraction? Something. One of the, yeah, something like that, whatever. It was one of those things. And Celine Dion was a headliner on Saturday night. And uh, this was before she hit it really big. It was actually pretty good. I'll take your word for it. She was headlining at an outdoor no, Saturday party? night. Just Saturday night. Because it went. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then it went into Monday. And oh. yeah, no, it was it was a fun it was a fun event. There's no getting around that. Uh, yeah, there was a situation. Those people who are outside of uh, Canada listening to this won't have any idea what I'm talking about. But uh, there was the on on the Saturday, no, the Sunday night. Uh, Tom Cochran headlined on Sunday night. Uh, Life is a highway. Back when that was a popular song back then, and uh, he fucking he was hammered, drunk, and we were we were in the in the like four or five rows in the stage, and uh, four or five rows in the stage, and uh, Terry Day Mulligan went from MTV or Much Music, sorry, went on stage and said, "Where's the party?" And my buddy, said, yeah, Fifth Street or whatever, because the the campground was separate in the states, uh, streets and avenues. Right. So Terry David Mulligan said on Seventh Avenue when Fifth Street or whatever it was. And before we knew it, our campground was absolute our campsite was absolutely packed with people. It was unbelievable. It was one of those like nineteen ninety. Yeah, it was not ninety-four. Yeah, was it was it a pack. good pack or was it like a holy fuck? It was a really good pack. We had a good time. <laughs> it was a really good time. Yeah. TDM actually showed up on a golf cart and everything else. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah, so I I I have seen Celine Dion live, but I, I I don't think I'd pay money to see her again. No, does she still? I think she still has a residency in Vegas, doesn't she? Like her and Britney and I think it's shut down her? for a little bit. I think she's back and singing. My heart will go on, or whatever it is. Well, she knows how to make a buck. I gotta, I gotta tip my hat to that. And you know, if I could, if, if if I could have done that, I would have. But I got the voice of a fucking frog, so it's uh, one of those things. Well, I just need someone to write me some hits and let the auto tune engineers do that. I think the, you know what, Dave? AI. AI. AI is gonna write write us a hit. We're uh, we're very we're no AI'll uh, put their voice like we say a lot of smart things. AI is going to make us billionaires. Well, here we go. Like to 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 put subliminal messages into the thing. It's, to get I think people, people are sick of our voices. They they want to hear our <laughs> thoughts. They don't want to hear our voices. <laughs> and that's and that's bad for a couple of guys on radio. <laughs> well, we do what we can. All we can do is put it out there, and you just put it in your ear holes and 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 enjoy. There it is, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beers worth sports talking a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. My heart will go on. What's your favorite Celine Dion song? You must have one. Isn't that the only one? Like, uh, or the, what's the, the, like, I, I would know them to hear them. Um, what's the Titanic song? Is that the my heart will go my on? My heart will go on, yeah. Yeah, well, there. Fuck, that's mine. Fuck, Celine. She's, she has good pipes, but I don't dig on her. She needs to have a hamburger now and then. 
she's one thin thing. <laughs> she is one thin thing. She is. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The fourteen twenty sports bar podcast for beer sports talk and a whole lot more. Dave, the uh, team that's not near and dear to your heart, but a uh, team that uh, you 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 listen to the guys that were barn burner a lot. Uh, they're not they're struggling. They're they're not winning anything anytime soon by by any means. Uh, the Calgary Flames are uh, probably should be leading to rebuild mode. It hasn't been announced yet, but they they have some high end. They have some high-end free agents that are uh, going to, and this is funny that you have a high-end free agent when your team's in, in last place, but you have some some guys that can be, some teams might want to go out and grab them. And if you kind of announce that you have a uh, a, a rebuild going on and you're kind of putting the uh, for sale sign on the, not on the front lawn, but it's just on 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 your on your front step a little bit. Uh, and Nikita Zadorov, I think his name is, uh, he announced last week, he, he told the, the Flames he wanted to trade. Dave, when your team is in uh, quasi-rebuild mode, or, or let's say, you know what, fuck it, we're in rebuild mode, is it better to sell now rather than later? Completely up to how the team's doing on the ice, completely. Uh, uh, up to the player about the age of the player as to the injury history of the player. It's been shown that in the NHL, the the return on your trades are going to be highest the closer to trade deadline you get. So that as a GM is when you want to start getting like, well, not start. That's when you have to offload, but that's when you're going to get the best price. But then you also run the risk if you're in the Flames position. I want to say there's six guys that are that are on expiring contracts. You got to get what you can for these guys. And if someone's coming knocking on the door on Christmas Day, you answer the fucking door and say, what are you asking? Like, what do you want? How much are you giving me back? Because do you know what's going to fuck them even more? These These guys getting injured. And then now you're injured. Are you gonna? You're not gonna trade an injured player. And injuries happen all the time. It's it's the the worst thing that can fuck up anyone's career, not career season. Fuck. It can fuck a team season. It can fuck a guy's free agent season. If it happens in the first year of a five year deal, what's the big the, what's the big di- big deal? You got four more years to get paid that much money. It happens in your uh, free agent year. Then you just cost yourself that injury just cost you ten million dollars. Well, they get paid insurance and everything else, but yes, I no, I, no, but in your next, but in your next contract, that's what yeah. I mean for the I'm player. Glad you brought that like, up. Nobody about, wins uh, about getting hurt, but the, for for the team and and that's and and the on the other side of it is that uh, these players, these players are when they're in, in a contract year, like let's say Chris Tanov is one of the guy for the Flames that is in a contract year and he's he's going to want to. 
he's, he's going to want to give her shit and, and, and get the, 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 another contract and see what he can up, up his dollar value. So the problem you got, if you're a team that's not going to win, if things, things have gone a bit sideways for the flames, we've talked about it before with, you know, how bad, uh, how bad, uh, Huberto is and they just haven't got off to a good start. It's not over yet, but like if you have a team that is underperforming, you you know that these free agent guys like Tanev, I said there, and they're going to want to put out a little bit harder. So all of a sudden they might win a few games because their wins above replacement. We'll go to a baseball terminology there. They're going to play a little bit harder to try to win some hockey games because they're still trying to get a contract. So is it not in that team's best interest once you see that you're not winning a Stanley Cup or you're not winning a round? Because every team, like, I, think, I think that most teams know they're, they're not. <clears throat> but you win a round, you win two rounds. That's what most teams most teams try to do. But you, when you are on that precipice of being kind of quasi-competitive, that yeah we might make the place we, we might not and he that you get a bunch of players who try a little bit harder because they want big contracts all of a sudden can a team win too many games to screw up next year or the year after for for draft picks and and, and everything, everything else for sure i had the conversation with a flames friend of of mine today um with the way the calgary flames are conroy who's been with the organization forever assistant traveling manager to the gm to assistant he, he's been Costanza for a GM. long time yeah oh he paid his dues and now he's the general manager of the calgary flames the job he's been waiting for forever and now he gets this big fucking steaming pile of shit like what do you do like we said you be um you got uberdo for eight years and now you got kaji for six years and you got six free agents so you want these free and like well, and and we're kind of fucked. We're never gonna win. We're not gonna win the cup with the way it looks. But I gotta rebuild. I want the. I want to get as much as I can for all these free agents. So I want them to play really hard, so I get good return on them. But if they play really hard, we're gonna do kind of good and might we'll be do too, in a, too well. Yeah, then we might be in a playoff spot. Come uh, come uh, trade deadline, and then like no, so now I even can't worse. Sell. Even worse, we might be just out of a playoff spot come fucking February 28th or 29th, whatever fucking leap year you're in. And the, long, and the long range, uh, the, the long range, what's best for the franchise is not squeaking into the eighth playoffs spot and then one, getting ra- then getting eight. railroaded by the Vancouver Canucks in the first round. And then like, losing, right? And then, and then now, and then now, all these uh, free agents that were having career year, career years are, are gone. Are free agents now? They're gone. And you don't you don't have anything. You don't have any draft picks. You don't have any capital. You don't have any prospects. You don't have anything. And now you've got a shitty fucking draft pick. Again, see that again. And, and, like, that's why I think right now, like, like, like and I think <laughs> every team should should maybe listen to the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Is that if you're shitty right now, you're shitty. Like you're shitty. You're you're not going anywhere. Don't don't fake it. Yes, the 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 uh, the St. Louis Blues of the uh, the, the 2019 uh, Gloria year uh, got it, got it done. They won they won a championship, but that though that's a one timer. That's a one off. You are who your record say, says you are in National Hockey. We talk about it all the time that American Thanksgiving, which is next Thursday, uh, it's the best day of the fucking 
it's sports for i love it i wish i was like that's the one day a year i wish i was american but you you look at that at what's going on in national hockey right now if you're not good you know what you're not good and and right now and, and most teams know like i said they're not, they're not winning a cup and why owners and yes i understand that they they might get two playoff dates with more money in their pockets they might get three playoff dates with more money in their pocket but if you break things down and get a chance to get yourself two playoff rounds or three playoff rounds. We're not talking Toronto Maple Leafs because they make money hand over fist on everything else they do. So let's take them out of the equation about winning winning rounds. But there's teams right now who have a lot of assets that might do themselves a, a big favor by losing this year and losing hard. And the Calgary Flames are one of them because the Calgary Flames are, they, they just signed on to get that new deal uh, for the new building, new building. and everything else. So, so wouldn't it make make sense right now for Craig Conroy to just say, yeah, you're out, you're gone, see you later, bye, 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 and get the most you can right now, like 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 not like June, not 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 February right now. I mean, right now, get rid of your best players because you don't want to win a bunch because you want draft picks because in three years you could sell you 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 could sell to the fan base. New building, new team, new beginnings, on and on it goes. It's a market to me, it's a marketing genius. I think I, I agree with you 100 percent Get what you can for every piece. Don't leave right any, now. don't leave any piece of fruit on that fucking tree. You let people pick it, and then you know what? If the price doesn't go up on trade deadline, it's like, okay, fuck, give me the pucks. Take them. Go. Yeah. Get. Be- and, and even if you're in a playoff sp- seed. Because if you're number eight, this is, we're not we're not gonna win, and all this shit is gone, and all this shit is gone. Oh. All these guys, like I, I, like these six players, are gone, and we don't have fuck all to replace it. Trade them now. You, you, you got to restock the shelves sooner or later because this like what we've been doing since forever since Aginlan and Rhett Warner and Kiprasov, those. Nothing. We Dave, haven't. That's fucking. That's twenty years ago. And you know, and we're talking win a fucking series. Like we're not. They're not licking the jar. Like we. That's I, twenty I, years ago that happened. Yeah, it's been so long, and the fans just clamor for it. That city wants a winner so bad, and that city also looks at this team and doesn't see a winner. They know it's not a winner. So fuck, rip it down. Give them five years and then wait for like that new right barn now, to open. Right. Like, like tomorrow morning, put up put out the fucking facts out there to the to the fucking NHL owners right away. This guy's for sale. This guy's for sale. This guy's for sale. What are you what are you offering? We're taking the best offer for fucking for for, for Sunday night. Sunday you night. Know I'm trading. I'm trading all these fuckers Sunday because I don't want I don't want my team to win any more hockey games. I don't want to win any more games. As dumb as that sounds, it's as smart as it is. Because I do not want my team to, we, we need to, we need to find, because we're getting a brand new building. Look at Edmonton. They got a brand new building. McDavid came in. They got a brand, not a brand, they're start, they, they knew in Chicago that, that they're starting, they're starting brand new. Bedard came in. I'm not saying in the next three years there's some kid coming out of junior because I don't care. 
But in the next three years, there's going to be a, a, a quote-unquote generational player. So why not the fuck give your fan base something, something to grasp onto because you're not winning this year and you're not winning next year. You're not. So, so when you get a brand new building, why not just say, you know what? Let's go for it. Why not? I, I, I hear you because, you know, the, the, this new building is going to need to fucking sell tickets, right? Do you want people, do you want your season ticket based? It's like, fuck it. I've been a season ticket holder for 35 years. Fuck it. If these guys don't want, if these guys don't want to show me a product that I want to pay pay for, then why would I Because price are going to go up. Because right, price are going to go up this new fucking building. So you know what? So I better have a better fucking product if you want me to pay more money for these fucking tickets. Yeah, and I'm not talking about the Sky Suite and the corporate boxes because those guys are going to buy this. Does Johnny one know the 200s? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, yeah, the, the 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 good seats, whatever. Like, so in the Saddle Dome right now, it's a $110 ticket for, for one game. But you know that in the new barn, that's going to be a hundred and seventy-five dollar ticket, and it's like, yeah, get fucked, you know. And like, I would imagine a lot of those tickets are owned by a couple buddies and their families, right? Like, there's four tickets that three families own, so sometimes it's the men, sometimes years, it's the family, off, whatever off. Exactly, but like, you know, is it even fucking work, worth it anymore with this shit they're putting on the ice year after year after year? With Fuck nothing that. to look forward to. With nothing to look forward to. I'm just going to games for the sake of going to games. Why don't I just put it up on SeatGeek and sit in my basement and watch it, watch the first period till I know they're fucked. If the game's good, I can I can do it. But I'm not paying $12 for a beer, and I'm not getting, I'm not 18, going out. And, man. Yeah, I'm not going out and, and scraping my windows after the game. I am, I'm, I'm going to fucking scratch my balls, brush my teeth, and go to bed. I, I I don't think like and I don't once again I I'm not I don't I, well, I I do pretend to be the smartest guy in the room all the time that's kind of what I you know one of those things but I don't know how like I guess actually you know what different different thought here Craig Conroy isn't losing his job no he he is not losing his job. He's there as long as he wants that job. He's like if the flames fail this year, like whatever. Uh, he has a five-year run, for He's sure. He's a five-year run. But he has an opportunity right now to go, okay, you know what? Let's build to 2027, which is only three, four years from now. And let's see what we can do and get a, get a franchise together and get a team that might win a Stanley Cup. And and ha- and, and get, get the next Connor, because apparently Connor is a great hockey player. And get 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 the next corner and see what can happen because we've been licking the jar, kind of sort of for a long time. And on the playoffs, the flames, the flames haven't been licking any jar. They've been licking the the getting in jar. Oh, they've been competitive. They've been mediocre. And what does mediocre mediocrity get you, Dave? Mediocre. And so, I, I I don't know why he he doesn't go to the flames brass and say, listen, man. Like we're not very good, and how the owners can't see that? Like owners aren't stupid, or maybe actually maybe they are, because they all they see is dollar signs, but they don't see dollar signs five years from now. Because if, if you if you win more games, you get more people, and then more people following on and on and on. But 
every team that doesn't win and you have free agents, I honestly believe that the selling time is now, not at a trade deadline. Because you know what? At trade deadline, teams are desperate, really desperate. But right now, you, you, you can sell guys really high as well because you can get guys going – Okay, we're 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 pretty good. And if I get a guy in here and there, uh, we might be able to make it work a little bit more. Not because rarely, 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 rarely do trade let d- uh, deadline deals work out because it's too quick of a transition. If you make it, uh, if you if you get a uh, oh, fuck, who's a, who's 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 the name out there? If you get a uh, Chris Tanev going back to Vancouver right now, he can get in a Rick Tockett system. He can figure shit out, and on it goes. Like, let, let's just not be rushed into it. Would it not make a better deal right now and strike while the iron's hot because you have teams that think they have a chance? There's more teams that think they have a chance right now than will come fucking March 1st. I hear nope. what you're saying. Yeah, no, 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 no. I completely hear what you're saying. But, you know, once uh, rubber hits the road and then, like, after the course of now 50 games as opposed to 15 games, which uh, these teams are playing, it becomes more apparent where your weak spots are. Like, we, we want this player or this player. What are we ready to lose? What are we ready to trade? That kind of thing. And, and, and obviously at this time, too, because the later you go in the season, the more um, salary cap money. That that's going to prevent a lot of trades from yeah, happening as that, well, yeah. right? Unless Calgary is is willing to eat salary when they pull these things. Well, I try, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then also too, like I never as, thought of that. Yeah, as risky, yeah. as risky as it is for uh, your your potential free agents to get hurt. What about other teams that might have an injury? Like, what if uh, Drew Doughty goes down in L.A., who's putting together, who looks like a, a real team right now? Like Real. say Dowdy's going to be go- be gone for for whatever, then your your Tanf or and and uh, might be a lot better looking piece right now. The price the asking price just went up a shit ton because a LA wouldn't have to worry about uh, Dowdy's salary, and then and then b you need you're not going to have a Dowdy, but at least you have a Tanf, which is better than a fucking Zadorov. The biggest fucking meathead on that fucking free agent thing is the only one that says, I want to trade, trade me right fucking now. Well, it was crazy how that all What a fucking moron. His agent decided to tweet that out last Saturday, last Friday night when they, they lost the lease. Are you new? <laughs> we're going to trade you. Don't worry. You don't have to ask. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we're trading you. Like this. And, sh- and, and people blame the agent, but. I I have a hard time believing that uh, agents do things on their own, considering what they get paid. They're told what to do. It's like it's, it, it, actually, I, I just thought of this. It's it, it's like Den, Den, Denny Lemieux from uh, Slapshot. Trade me right fucking now and hang up. What? Yeah. You remember that? It's one of those things. Oh yeah. So swear at it. it's 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 such a I, fine line between when to trade a guy and not trade a guy, when to give up on your season, when not give give up on your season. But and you want to make the playoffs, but you don't want to make the playoffs. But I think it, it comes down to marketing what has to happen with with the Flames and a lot of teams. Like just say like the 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 future setting now, reasonable expectations. 
the futures the futures not now the futures in three years new building new hope new whatever you might want to do it and we'll maybe we'll be the uh the the headliner there the the, the new building in calgary there to, to talk it all up but it, i i i think the, the the flames in general and i think a lot of teams when when you're done sell now man sell now and be and be a and be a a uh a compromising participant in trades because it might help you later on. Well, you and I, we were doing the podcast, I believe, when the New York Rangers put that letter out and saying, hey, guys, it's it's risk time. Yeah, Lundquist is gone. We're going to do some shit. Buckle up. And that was only two years, and they're back. Like They're, they're real they're, good. They're, they're real good. 12, not 3, saying... and 1, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, and, and then you know what? It always helps, you know? I... Shusterkin, like where did they get him in the fucking draft? Right, I, I I would imagine the orders had a sniff at him before the fucking Rangers drafted him because no goalie goes in the first round anymore. Like, fuck, there's there there you go, orders you draft Shusterkin whenever the Rangers drafted him, and you you might be sipping out of Lord Stanley. Yeah, you very well might be. Like, grab a goddamn goalie. Fuck. Yeah, I, I I never I never think through like in uh, fuck it I I never ever I mean, it's different now than it was ten twelve years ago. Admitting you're wrong is not not a bad thing, and you could probably admit to that now, Davis. Well, when we were younger, you, you never want to say I was wrong, right? You'd make excuses yeah. and blah blah blah. But now you're like, just say you're wrong and start over. It doesn't yeah. hurt, right? And the Calgary Flames have been wrong. The Toronto Maple Leafs have been wrong. The fucking Vancouver Canucks have been wrong. And Vancouver admitted a couple of years, a couple of years back that they were wrong. And now look what they're doing. They're 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 right now. They're arguably right now. I'm not saying they're in junior. They're, they're not Jerry arguably. Like by statistics, they're the number one team in like the Western right, Conference right now. Like Jer- Jerry Batman's not fucking uh, handing the cup today, but it's uh, right now they're the best team in hockey so it's okay to admit that you're wrong and and the fan bases will forgive you when you go you know what it didn't didn't work but make sure you deliver but don't keep doing what you're doing 1989 is a long time ago yeah you know and that's just the perfect statement for alberta professional hockey like the oilers and the flames have been shit for so fucking long and they just now that they have a every now and then you get a little sniff of being good, lick in the jar, and they buy everybody buys right back in, and and they're not doing anything different. They're just fucking got different pigs with lipstick on them. You wonder what it's like. Like, um, we're heading out to uh, Toronto in uh, January, I think it is, for Deanna to go see her grandparents and stuff, and. I, I I might sit back at the uh, the Loose Moose Pub and I I I want to just hear because the Loose Moose is a great great little spot there in Toronto and uh, I'm gonna sit in a back corner and just listen to the Leafs fans uh, how they talk about their team compared to how we talk we talk about our teams out here in Alberta because I I bet it's the exact same thing it's just but it but but it's 21 more years of fucking like not doing anything. And then are you going to hear them talk? Are you going to be eavesdropping on uh, Leafs fans or are you going to be eavesdropping on Raptor fans? I imagine there's as many, if not more, Raptor fans in, in out and about. Well, the Raptors won. 
the Raptors once they're not angry. They're they're not jaded yet. And they're the younger crowd. I would I gotta imagine yeah. the demographic of basketball fan in yeah, Toronto. The like, Leafs fans years. are jaded yeah. to no end. Like I like I listen to it all the time upstairs. I listen to it from her dad and was her brother and on, on, on it goes, right? And what's funny is I I I uh I laugh at Deanne and and uh and Peter and, and uh James a lot about uh I've been around the Leafs a lot longer than any of you three because I actually grew up with them. My cousin played for the Leafs back in the early 80s, the Ballard years. I said, I know it's it's not good. It's not good. And but th- that's one thing that the Leafs have always tried to do, and it's been wrong, is that they've tried always to just be relevant instead of just going, you know what? We're not very good. We're not very good. And they and they just and they they they've won one playoff round in fourteen years, and they have won a cup since sixty seven, and and yeah, you, you have it, like the National Hockey League, you have to bottom out, you have to. I would say every sport. Well, no, I won't know. That's uh, baseball and um, and basketball, right? You, unless you get that generational talent, and you got to be a little bit lucky, um, and you need that top. A couple top ten draft picks in a row, like two or three um, top ten generational guys, right? Like and then not even Taves and Kane, right? But you know, like when you when you're trading for a first round draft pick, uh, pick number seven is a lot fucking different than pick number twenty eight. It's a huge well, I, difference. I, I, that's funny you say that, Dave. I, I, I laugh a lot about. Well, I was a first round first round pick. Yeah, but you went twenty ninth, and, and the, that guy went thirty first. He's, yeah, you're not. Who cares? Uh huh. And like, yeah, you were you were four picks away from being the first in the second round, right? Yeah. So you were almost a second rounder. Yeah. Draft draft picks only matter. Like, yeah, some 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 are are big changes, but draft picks only matter top five. After that, yeah. it's a crapshoot. I'll give you top ten, but like, yeah, like you said, Ten's after that, it's 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 an absolute crapshoot. I'll Not give the, you. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, it's just like I'll give you a third rounder, like like a third rounder. It might as well be a fucking fourth rounder, the, because uh, you guys are making a run for the cup, and you're going to be drafting thirty thirtieth, and then now, so now I get the ninetieth pick, like and then like the ninetieth picks a lot. That's different a very good point. 60th, Dave. No, right? Nobody ever trades a top five pick. They'll go ever. yeah, six, seven, ten, yeah, fuck, whatever. Nobody ever trades a one, two, three, four, five. Ever, yeah. ever. We'll give you a second one. Fuck you! You guys are winning the cup. I don't want the. I don't want the fucking fifty eighth pick. I want this. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'll take you're, the twenty. You're already yeah. in first place in the league, and I'm going to be drafting <laughs> in the thirtieth. I'm going to get fucking Dave Van. I'm going to get Jasper Van Robies, who hasn't put a pair of skates on in his life in the first yeah. round. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, you know, you know I'm not trying a, to be smart your son, but I, I mean, I no, no, draft, but give me a. I wouldn't draft Casper in the first round, but yeah, give me a prospect in a first because you know what? You're there's there's by everybody's own admission, there's thirty players better than the one I'm gonna get from fucking you. Thirty, Thanks. thirty players. You have no idea, and I'm giving you someone that's gonna help you win right now. So 100%. fuck you and your first round pick. Give me a prospect and a pick. Dave, now that you're a publicized writer here, I want to uh, give me uh, one of your best tonight. 
Would you rather from the uh, the notebook that you've been writing in for the three and a half years of doing this stupid show? I want to hear it. I, I, you know what? I, before we get to that, I, I feel a little bit bad for the Bengals because I they were my first fuck that team, but because uh, Joey Burrow's hurt now and they're getting they're they're getting stomped tonight, man. That team is fucked. They're they're fucked. They're fucked. I told you not to buy in, even though I love, you know how much I, I love him. Joe Cool. I love Joe Cool, but I said, this team doesn't deserve us. They got a shitty owner, and I'm glad the karma is coming and biting them in the ass. Um, yeah, they're fucked. They're fucked. I have What's always your, been uh, on my Would Sorry. you rather? Let me hear that. Look, my, my would you rather is a three-parter tonight. Oh, a three-parter. Uh, a three-parter. One that gets... Uh, I'm going to give you uh, names, and I'm going to say, would you rather be have this career, this career, or this career? One for the NBA, one for Major League Baseball, and one for NHL. Um, we're not doing NFL because that one's a little too hard. So I'm going to start with the NBA because... Neither of us give a shit about that game. But would you rather have the career of big shot Bob Horry or present NBA superstar, malcontent, often traded, James Harden? Um, Bobby Horry, Robert, as he like to be, be known as uh, back <laughs> when he played, uh, is a much more distinguished gentleman than James Harden. James Harden could probably, uh, I can't think, I don't even think his mother likes him other than the bank account he has. I've never, uh, Horry made shots. He played uh, for, for the, he played seven every, rings. He played for everywhere that won. I was, I was going to get like everywhere that Horry played, he won. It, was, it wasn't because of him that he, that they won, but he helped every team he played for win. And does that make sense? Like, oh he, no, he for was, sure. Like, it wasn't ever like uh, if, if uh, we, we better be guarding Robert Horry. Tonight. He was he was more than a bit player. Yeah, we we like we better be guarding Horry tonight, or we're gonna we're, or we're gonna lose. No, Horry was a, a player that uh, was a subsidiary of everything else. But uh, Harden is the biggest jack wagon in the history of professional sports. It's not close. He made a statement last night after they lost again the clippers and uh said what did he say he said you got to remember that i uh, i didn't have a preseason well that's because you didn't you didn't want to play show like up you, yeah you were, you, were, you were looking to get traded and everything else he's the biggest idiot in, in, in sports history so uh, i will take uh i'd rather be uh, bobby horry and, and and then obviously harden is Couple zeros more on the bank account than Hori. Yeah, different. But I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Like I, I got. I'll be fine. I'll. I'll go on fucking whatever podcast and make some money and everything else. No, I'd rather. I'd. I'd rather have a little bit of uh, integrity than be fucking stupid, fucking hard. No, there, there isn't anybody. People who don't even watch sports don't like Harden. I don't understand. Such a fuckhead. I don't understand how teams trade for him and do fans embrace him? Like, are, is Clipper fan happy to have him there? No, he's like, already trying to get rid of him. <laughs> like, even Kawhi's like, this ain't working. And Kawhi's a jack wagon himself. 
This guy's too selfish for me. Yeah, yeah, he's selfish. <laughs> and still, at paying him what forty million dollars a year to be an asshole. What's funny is that the fucking there must be whiplash fucking syndrome in the fucking in in the Clippers locker room or in their in their in their lunch uh, wagon yeah. with the, the like what? Why is he selfish? <laughs> Like fuck me. Kawhi comes in the locker room. Hey, hey, fuck. What's your name? You hate him too, don't you? Fuck. I've been your teammate for three years. That, Kawhi, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm not in. I'm, I'm not in. Uh, I'm not in season form. <laughs> preseason. But that was on you. And why? And why do these guys keep signing him? It's 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 unbelievable. I don't understand why there's always a trade partner. I don't. That's I don't watch basketball, away. and neither of us do. Yeah. But I don't understand him and Kyrie like why, why are they employed but whatever whatever so we're done with NBA I'm throw 40 million look. into the fucking 14 point sports bar <laughs> 40 million dollars you'll get a lot more dollars. out of it just give them 40 million, million. <laughs> sit away it's unbelievable it really is it's unbelievable to be a pain in the ass and be disruptive and not and we're not gonna win Ah, fuck. Fuck, it can't always be my fault. Well, fucking win. (laughs) So now we're going to Major League Baseball. This Uh is the one I have three on. Career. What career would you rather have? Alex Rodriguez, Kurt Schilling, or Jose Altuve? Oh, fuck. Rank them one, two, three. Schilling's had a couple World Series. Uh, two, one with the Red Sox and one with the with uh, Arizona. A Rod has one, and Altuve has two. I think one point uh, five. They're all they're all kind of jaded a little bit. Uh, the one that's actually not jaded is the filling World Series, but he's a here it is, Dave. Both the shillings are untainted. Yeah, here it is, Dave. I uh, I don't like being disliked. I, I I don't think anybody is on this planet that we live in. I don't think anybody tries to go out and be disliked, right? We go out and we we tiptoe around the tulips and everything else, and and uh, but Kurt Schilling has actually made a career after his baseball playing days of trying to be disliked. Because he's a dickhead. Uh, he he's an absolute fucking dickhead. We don't want to get into the politics of things. That's not what we do here at the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. And that's what the question is: like, whose career would you rather have? And so that so that's what I'm getting at. And then so then you, you go to you go to Altuve, who uh, battled through a lot of shit, uh, getting basically told from in the Houston Astros camp from I think it was Venezuela. I think he's from. Doesn't much matter. And getting told to go home, he came back and came go go come back, and he made a lot of money. The smallest, smallest player, and then A Rod could have probably been, uh, arguably the, the greatest baseball player to ever play the game, with what he's uh, accomplished his career be, before the steroids, before everything else, and and being a dickhead and everything else. But the oh, that's a tough one. Uh, so we're talking just playing days, not post career. 
Not post career, just career. Who's career? Uh, a Rod is tainted career because all his shit happened during during his career, and he kind of had that fucking forgiveness. <laughs> so A Rod to me on that is three. Um, the biggest douche nozzle of the three, and this is hard for me to say, is. Uh, is a rod? Oh, no, Schilling's a bigger fucking dickhead than a rod is. Yeah, Schilling's yeah. a dick. Uh, looking back, you know what? Fuck, this hurts. This hurts to say. I like the grittiness and the uh, perseverance of a guy like Jose Altuve. Whether you believe whatever happened with the the, the buzzers and the drum, drum beating and everything else, and um. I'd rather have out of those three. I'd probably rather have career-wise Jose Altuve, and then Schilling number two, A Rod number three. Yeah. Ooh, I'm A-Rod, surprised. Cause, I, well, cause cause A Rod was such a because di- A Rod was so belligerent when when he got caught. He was so belligerent when he got caught, like just fuck off. He was so good in, in Yankees. He got your Yankees no, I know. ring. I he was you. so yeah, belligerent when he got caught. He went on on uh, on WABC, whatever it was, or WFA, WFAN. And he goes, no, no, with Michael K. No, I didn't do yeah. that. So you lied. And then the team was like, get the fuck out of here. No, A-Rod was the biggest douchebag while he was playing in, of, of, of those three. And he the was shit, so The shit good. was shilling came out afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, but, and he did. But, but, but the way that that Altuve, with the way he's played the game over the years, he's how he so, got to the point, and then how just, he got it, to even play. Yeah, like he's fucking, he's Corey Hart, man, with a little perseverance and get things done. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm, I'm I'm a little surprised, but I wanted to make it hard, and and it's and I knew it would be tough for you to put Altuve on the top of any list, but uh, yeah. you did it. Now here's the last one, NHL. Whose career would you rather have? Jerome Ginla or Ray Bork? Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh Aginla was a legend here around the Calgary area. Uh and but Ray Bork was obviously a a, a legend in uh in Boston for a long time. Uh Bork got that quasi championship, not quasi, with uh, left, Fair left Boston. Fair and square, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. left Boston to go to uh, Colorado, got that championship. But again, never got the chat that championship. But the thing is, is that, and then I've we've both been down on this in the past. Where again, chased again, chased and never got yeah. it. So it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of that eh, looks bad. That's a bad look. That's a bad look. I think we both said, he might have been doing this when we started this podcast, is that he was uh, chasing, we're like, eh, maybe just call it, call it good, right? And, uh, but fuck. Again, it was so good. Because the, the thing, like, I, I watched Ray Burke for a lot of years, obviously, and so do you. But I never thought that Ray Burke was ever that guy. Like there was a lot of players better than Bork 
watching him. I never once thought that I, like, I never once because I was I was a goalie, so I never I never well, uh, paid attention. On that note, like so, like who was better, Ray Bork or, or Chris Pronger? Then, like the way you're talking about him, I think Ray Bork was every bit as good, if not better, than Chris Pronger. In their prime, I take Chris Pronger every day and Sunday, one hundred percent of the time. Just because of size, they, they kind of did the same. I, I take I take Scott Niedermeyer a, a thousand times over Ray Bork every time. I would take Scott Niedermeyer <laughs> over Pronger or Bork as well. Oh, 100%. But I think Bork and Pronger are kind of comparables. I think Bork was just so good all the time. And and that was that was a different time as well, right? Yeah. That where you just kept doing your job over and over like and do it well and made a difference. Killed every penalty. He was out there all the time. You always wanted Ray Bork on the ice. It might be one of those those heartfelt things, Dave, that uh you remember two thousand two when again came out of nowhere and made that that Olympic team. Uh, for for Calgary, uh, that no, it's as a Canada. call up, yeah, as a call up in Calgary, they're like, we need we need to fill a roster spot. They're like, this guy's pretty good, because that, that that's actually what happened there, right? And uh, man, no, you know what? I, I as much as I like again, I'm t- I'm probably I'm probably taking uh, Ray Bork. Oh, no. because. Of the ring or because of the career or because I he was chasing at the I end? I think the career. And then the end of it's a, a little bit uh, wishy-washy for, for a So Bork's life. chasing is a little bit more forgivable because he was so close. Well, because he won. Where, yeah, he, he won. And, and then, then it won. I, 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 yeah. I, I actually don't if, – if, if Bork didn't win that, that one year in Colorado, I think Bork would have retired. Again, I believe kept, so, too. Again, yeah. kept chasing. And it was yeah. kind of like, oh, geez, dude, it's over. Yeah. It's not like, again, it was a, a bad player at the end of his career. But it's like, okay. When, when but he was stop? overpaid. He, he wouldn't be able to do that now, right? Because like, he was making decent money playing when he played for Colorado. Like, what did, what did he do? He got traded to Pittsburgh and then to Boston, Colorado. Colorado, Boston, Pittsburgh, or however it went, yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah, he played for three teams after the yeah. Flames. Yeah, yeah, so I agree with you too. I, I I think I would take Bork's career over Iggy's, but around this, like you say, in this deck of the woods, especially with that uh what was it, ninety-six or or two thousand six cup run, that that was legendary. The I, I, do, like, I, I don't like I, I don't obviously we're not near anywhere near Boston, but I, I do think that those couple three years where Iggy like it started that O2 uh, baptism he got with the uh Canadian Olympic team uh in Salt Lake and how it went on, man, that guy was one of, if not the best hockey player on the planet for four years. And I don't I don't think that I don't think that Ray Bork was ever Ever dominant, the best player on the planet. Yeah, Iggy was right there, and like I, how that, and like we obviously we're waxing poetic here a little bit, but how again, how that all worked out, like in in O two, that summer, that, that August of O two, when he got invited, because some I can't remember who the player was that that uh, got hurt. Someone got dinged or whatever, and yeah, dinged up, and so so again, came came to the Father David Bauer Arena in Calgary there, and said, "Well, you're gonna you know." 
can can you come and play? And he's like, yeah, yeah, here's Spike, here's Spike. And then next he's only in the league for four four years at that point, right? And uh, yeah, he was one of the best players in the world. He was the like uh, I'll call it like the power forward, right? Like he can he can score. He had not a not not no two, but there was a span where so again was the fucking, best player oh, yeah. in the world. So much fucking grit, right? Like one of the most famous uh, things you see in people's houses is us, particularly Flames fans, and I imagine other fans too, is that picture from the Stanley Cup Cup uh, Finals with him and uh, Le Cavalier, Chuck and Knuckles. Yeah, five, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was, it's awesome. And you know, like it's the and you hear things about like having Flames fans the shift against Detroit and just yeah. He was a force of nature and and I wish Iggy wasn't a flame because I have so much respect for him. Aginla's best days as a flame are are better than Bork's best days as a Bruin. I agree with that, but you know, and, and like we say uh, all the time about a coach, he didn't do fuck all without Kippersoft between the pipes. Yeah, we don't we, we don't know who that uh, the, what was the old, <laughs> old, old six uh, Flames team is without uh, Kippersoft in that. Right, right. So and then so we don't know the legend of of iggy and his heroics well we do we actually that's not true because like he was he was heroic in the olympics he was he definitely was a contributor and he i won't i won't call him the best player on the ice but he was a really good fucking player and he definitely belonged on those canadian olympic teams that's for sure we'll we'll call our night here dave it's been fun fun show a lot of reminiscing with old times and anything else but uh what's your uh, favorite memory of that uh, Jerome McGinley, Joe Sackick, Chris Pronger, like we said, uh, and everything else, that uh, that O2 Olympic team that won the gold medal there. Like I, I remember, I remember where I was. I remember the uh, the aftermath, but dur- like the game. O2 was the one in Salt Lake City, right? Salt Lake City. What's your favorite yeah. memory of that one? Um, well, the one I remember who scored that goal. I th- was it Iggy or was it Flurry that scored scored that goal? With the the first of all the pad saved by Berdur, and then shortly after that the pass that came through Mario Lemieux let it go through his legs and then, and then oh that that's it that's the one yeah, and then Flurry played really well in the gold medal game as well I recall that I don't have yeah. a particular memory but that pad saved by Berdur on I wouldn't even know it was like oh fuck. And then he saved it. And then shortly after that, that pass that uh, Lemieux let go, he got I the assist. That was on uh, Adam Graves, I think. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's just, yeah. Wow. No, I, I watched that, that in this was... guy, Luke's basement at, uh, when he was living on Heritage Lane. Just over here. I watched it. Yeah. I was at the uh, the Cal Hotel in Vernon, BC. Uh, I remember, I remember well. I remember, like, the. Uh, between the first and second period, uh, Steve called me. I <laughs> had a cell phone back then, but Steve called me and he says, uh, where you at? I didn't know Steve. And he's like, where you at? I said, uh, what the cow? You having fun? Yeah, you're having fun. Canada's got this. They're going to win. They're going to win 4-2. So, yeah, <laughs> good enough. And so we went to the, uh, went to the table there in Canada and went to 4-2. So it was a, no, it was a great memory. Like that was such, like that is one of my favorite memories in, in the history of everything. Like, it, was it was such fun. a great day. 
Sunday afternoon, right? Yeah. Like and then horn hawking and and high fiving and, and everything. Just, oh, yeah, it was it was man. definitely community, right? It's 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 funny, like how we mentioned with uh, Aaron and Joey the other day, how um, the community is just different, right? This the the Friday community is with your high school, the Saturday community right. is with your college, the Sunday community is with your professional team. That day it was national community. It was community. It was unbelievable. And that's the best like, thing just, about being it was, a fan. It was, it was so great. Like, I, I remember that how that morning started. We got to call it a night here in a second, but I remember that morning People started. People were a little nervous. I remember talking to you because Canada lost to, like, got shit to, by to Sweden. To Sweden on, on the uh, Thursday. Game, on the, yeah. yeah. Game one. In the round robin, yeah. Yeah. I, Are we I re- remember <laughs> on uh, the Saturday before. I was nerved up, and I wasn't obviously I wasn't playing the game, but I was fucking nerved up. Like it, th- this one meant a lot for some reason. I don't know what it was. I was fucking because Canada hadn't won in fifty years. Or yeah, and I was right? nerved up, yeah. and I was living in Vernon, BC, and I I drove down to uh, Penticton, down the uh, the Okanagan Lake there, just just, just doing just 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 to go for you know you know how you go for a drive just to. And I was I was nerved like nerved just to think up. and li- listen to some. Tunes. And I don't know what I was gonna do to to unnerve the whole situation, but I was. So I went down to uh, Slack Allison Penticton and had a had a couple of beers, and I drove back up to Vernon. And then the next <laughs> next morning, woke up around nine a.m. or got out of the house at nine a.m. I was. And that's Saturday or the the game day. The, the Sunday was the game day. Yeah. So I went down to the Cal Hotel and I told Irene, I still remember her name. I said, uh, yeah, can we get a table for 10? She's like, what? I said, trust me, there'll be 10 people sitting at this table. Yeah. And uh, I think my brother still actually has the receipt of that day in his wallet of <laughs> how much money. Like, it, uh, Yeah. It's, it's one of those moments. Like that, that might, that's probably one of the greatest moments in sports history that I've ever, I've ever, for you as a fan. Yeah. It was better than anyone I played in. A lot of high five in eh? Oh, high fives, bum slaps, the whole bit. Yeah, no, it's it was amazing, like absolutely amazing. Were you wearing a jersey? I did. Yeah. No, I was. I, I wasn't wearing a jersey at Luke's. I wasn't yeah. a jersey wearer. I'm still not really a huge jersey wearer. I had a jersey on that I bought at the ninth in, uh, exhibition game in Calgary against the Russians. From the 1996 World Cup of Hockey. Oh, so it was the old one, the old black and like a there was some, some different red. colors on there. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I like miss Canada. Jersey. I think the Canada should put the blue pants back on. The Gretzky's from '78. Yeah, the old Canada Cuppers. Yeah, the Gretzky's from '78. No, uh, no, I, 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 as a side like that, the the. Fuck Carolina is going to wear a Hartford Whaler you uh, throwback uniform with Cooper Alls. Fucking Cooper Alls. <laughs> I saw that. Good on him. That is I awesome. Still, like, when we, I go to we'll those tournaments, like when I go and uh, play in tournaments in White Forest <laughs> or wherever in Formal Cloud, I still put the, the Cooper Alls on. I have Tubby Creighton's from the 1986 AJHL All Star game when he played the Hobima Hawks. I should get those back to Chubby. But yeah, I have a pair of Cooper Alls I still wear every, every time I play play hockey. They're slick looking. They're slick. They're not comfortable, but they're slick. 
I, it, it was a nice look, and I appreciate. And I don't know why they they said no because it was it was Hartford and uh, the Flyers. That Flyers, yeah, yeah. So the Flyers should bring those fuckers. Well, up every team those. in the Western League we used to used to wear those. All ever, yeah, the entire CHL, there, yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. three, four years they used to have them, and I thought actually they kind of looked good. I think Cooperalls are slick as fuck, man. <laughs> Make a comeback. They should, anyways. The fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Four beers, four stock, and a whole lot more. Uh, take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourself. Seeing you around. Keep you stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? Don't swing at high bitch pitches. And uh, hey, great cup on Sunday. Tune in, everybody. It's New article Google. coming out uh, from fourteen twenty Dave on the fourteen uh, twenty sports bar dot com. More about the uh, the great. Who do you got? Tune with? in. Ah, well, you got to go for the Blue Bombers. Yeah. I'm a Western boy, so you got to go Winnipeg. Winnipeg's against Montreal. And uh, so I, I I think Winnipeg's a bit of a dynasty. I think, I I, I say think, because I don't know. I think this might be Winnipeg's third in a row if they pull it off. Oh, go Bombers. Go Bombers. Go Bombers. It's actually the homeland. For <laughs> Steve was born, the homeland. Go Bombers. Well, go Bombers. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you on Monday night.